hold the bar stool. Oh yeah, you know what that sound means. That is the celebratory Guinness. It only happens in special occasions. Pouring it today, following just an awesome, awesome week in California. Topped off in San Diego at Social Media Marketing World. A little worn out, a little tired, but uh, energized. Energized by everything that happened. It was awesome. So I'm gonna talk a lot about um, what happened. What happened that last week? What happened in San Diego? Um, what has me so excited? And the lessons I've learned. I'm even going to talk a little bit about the actual session I gave. I guess I can't completely retell it. Um, Mike Stelzner wouldn't be very happy with me. So, um, but we have a lot to cover today. Good stuff. So pop a bottle. Let's do it. everybody, John here from JohnLumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast for each week. I invite you to the virtual pub where we get drunk on social media. This week, like I said, kind of a special edition. I don't break out the celebratory Guinness very often. I had only one more in my fridge. Actually, I'm going dry, period, when it comes to beer in my fridge. But uh, I want to make sure to save this Guinness for today. Because I'm, I'm just, I'm so pumped. I'm just so, I, I'm, you know, I'm not like this. I'm kind of a low key guy. Pretty pumped though after last week. Um, so I spent the week in San, in California. The family and I headed out to uh, California. Uh, it's gonna be by the time you hear this, almost two weeks ago. And we spent the first few days at Disneyland, and uh, I've, I've had three boys. So Disneyland and uh, California Adventure, Cars Land is the most amazing thing I've ever been to in my life. But uh, this was great. Um, we, we, we've been to, uh, we, we went to Disneyland three years ago, but that's the only other time I've, I've ever taken the kids. And this was the first time I've ever made... Uh, a work trip, a speaking engagement into a family affair. And I'm just I'm so glad I did. And it actually kind of goes to show you how far you know I've come in a year and kind of give you some perspective on, on you know what we can all do. A year ago, I had to be- beg my friend Emmerich to sponsor me to get me there. And now I'm speaking. And I'm paying my family, and we're or paying my bringing my family, and we're making it a whole vacation. Uh, it was great. So um, after those first few days, yeah, then it was Social Media uh, Marketing World put on by Social Media Examiner in San Diego. It is the most amazing mark, uh, marketing event for anyone like you and me. There's really, I mean, there are other events out there that are really good. Don't get me wrong, and I haven't been to most of them, so I, I can't really speak a whole lot on this topic. But I just know that. Almost everybody I know uh, who, who has had made a name for themselves is there. Are there? Is there? I don't know. It's it's awesome, and um, so it's just it's just always an. It's the second year they've done it. Second year I've been there. Amazing group of speakers. Amazing group of marketers. I learned a ton and spoke to a ton of people. In the end, I Mike Stelzner and, and Social Media Examiner just have so much to be proud of 
It was an incredible, incredible event. Uh, I need to start drinking this Guinness. Raise a glass. Cheers. All right. So if you've been listening the last few weeks, this is a, a topic, something I've been very anxious about. Very nervous. Admittedly, very nervous. Um, I've never done anything like this before. I am. I have never considered myself a public speaker by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I still have horrible memories trying to give speeches uh, in in school growing up, in college, um, at work. You know, in the past ten fifteen years. Um, so I was sweaty palms is the best way to describe for like several months thinking about this, um, and worried, you know, I was, I was thinking the worst fearing that I'm just going to completely bomb knowing that this is the biggest opportunity really probably of my life, my life, uh, professionally that I can't screw it up. And really the only other public speaking I've done uh, ever since I started this whole uh, little journey here over the last two and a half years, it's just been small, very small panels um, where my responsibility is limited and the audience was small and I was even nervous then. Um, so needless to say, I've been kind of freaking out about this. Um, that said, it seemed like the closer and closer we got, I got more and more confident and, um, you know, more pumped for it. So my planning, like, I'd love to sit here and tell you, this is how you do run a successful uh, presentation. I read those posts that people wrote, um, really good public speakers wrote, and I probably violated every rule. Um, I will say that a couple of friends of mine, this is some serious bad name dropping here, but Chris Brogan, who just came out of the woodwork to offer amazing support to me over the last few months, um, sat down with me. This is really the first time we, we talked outside of a brief meeting, and he gave me some great advice on, on speaking. Uh, Heidi Cohen, you know, in preparation for this, gave me some great advice as well. Um, ultimately, I did not plan very well. We were supposed to have our presentations in beginning of March. I didn't have it in yet, and... Um, I always kind of had it in my mind. And I think talking to Chris in particular really started to crystallize what I wanted to do. I didn't want it to be just um, uh, an entirely technical presentation. Uh, I wanted it to be a combination of personal and technical and tell a story because that's really what public speaking is. It's not so much being a professor up there, but... It's telling a story and connecting with your audience. And that's something I really wanted to do. So um, I, it really came together, started kind of, this is really horrible. It really started coming together about a week before the actual presentation, where I actually put it into a PowerPoint, sent it to Social Media Examiner, although I ended up editing it several times after that. I got some design help from my friend Leah. Um, but as I started practicing it to myself, I started making more and more changes like that just does not flow together. That's not necessary. I don't like the way that sounds. Um, so practicing, practicing. And I, again, I broke all the rules. I did not practice for anyone. 
I didn't even practice for the mirror. Like I stood in a room and and did it, you know, with with my my laptop. This is in my hotel room, mind you. I didn't even practice until we got to San Diego. <laughs> wow, I'm just I'm just sound awful. But um, but again, this has been going in my head for a long time, and which I don't know if it's an excuse, but whatever. Um, and but I never did speak for say my wife. Um, I, I never did speak for my kids, and so that. But so my level of practicing was more reading through it constantly and speaking for myself in this imaginary crowd. Um, now I when it was all when we got to Friday, we got to the big day, and I'm kind of glad really that. I wasn't until pretty much the very end of the, the conference. Not only did it give me this extra time to practice when I couldn't, when my family was with truly with me. Like, they were with me in San Diego as well, but they were out doing their own thing once we got to San Diego. Um, but, uh, you know, it was just once we got there, I was like, I know I've got it. This thing is ready to go. Um, the support I was getting from people was awesome. The room was packed. It, I mean, I think that in itself um, inspired me, energized me, and it made me feel like these are my people. I'm not here trying to introduce myself and sell myself to a group. Well, I'm sure that was true with some of them, but a lot of these people in the audience were those who were already using Power Editor, were already spending a bunch of money on Facebook ads, Already listened to the podcast. Hey there, thanks for coming. Um, it was great, and I think what really added to it, I spoke with Marcus Sheridan. Oh, the most amazing guy in the world, and he did uh, the closing keynote as well. Um, I actually brought my kids to that, um, but he's he's become a good friend of mine, and I know that well. There's a year or two ago, he had actually brought his kids to one of his sessions. And he talked about how great that was. Uh, and talking to him in the lobby uh, like a day before, he said, you should bring your kids. I was like, I don't know, man. I, like, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm already nervous. There's also a very personal element it's about my kids. that I felt like if they were there, I'd break down even more. But I took him up on it, and I'm so glad I did because that's something I'm just, I'm just so happy I was able to share with them. And they... Loved it. They ate it up. And uh, I think the crowd liked having them there too. Um, but it was great. So it was a, I did decide to make it, like I said, a combination of personal and technical. So it, it was kind of broken up into three sections. And that, first of all, you know, Facebook ads are kind of confusing. As a result, you know, a lot of marketers are, are um, taking shortcuts and and screwing it up, and a lot of people aren't finding success. Well, you can't find a su- find success. I did. Here's my story, and then again, my personal, really personal stuff that I'll talk about here if I have time in, in a minute. And then closed it out with the third section of here are the tools you should use, and here's specific ways you can use them, and specific examples of how I'm using them. And then I guess the fourth section would be tying it all together. Here's where my business is today as a result, and it was I think it worked really, really well. Um, and along the way, I mean, and then one other element is like I wanted to give away a free session to somebody in the audience. 
So I encouraged everyone to use the hashtag and at me. And my wife was taking pictures during the whole thing. And then my oldest son was in the audience uh, reading the hashtags and he picked the winner. It was awesome. It was such good stuff. I even got a picture of with him and, and Danita, uh, who who won the session at the end, and she was so excited. It was it was awesome. Um, before I move on, I need another quick drink, so I'll raise a glass. Cheers. All right, so I think I'm gonna have all the time I need to cover the stuff I want today. So I, I really do want to talk about the session itself, like the presentation itself, and some of the main topics I want to I want to hit hit again on. Um, but first of all, just some important, important lessons learned from all this. Um, first of all, in public speaking, <laughs> from a personal level, I can do it. Now I know I can. It's, it's so funny because I, I have been getting invites to, to do this type of thing. And I just haven't felt comfortable accepting any of those other than one from Content Marketing World that's going to be in uh, Cleveland. Just because I'm like, I don't really think I am a public speaker. I don't know I am if I am a public speaker. But I thought this, it, look, I, anyone who's done a lot of public speaking and has watched a lot, a lot of public speaking could probably break my presentation apart and say it wasn't that good and all the mistakes I made. That's fine. I just know. Look, I'm not, Mar- like, I told my, my family, like, I took him to Marcus's closing keynote, and he was amazing. And first of all, it's kind of funny. We had very similar themes, which is not a surprise, given that I've learned so much from him. Um, but uh, when it comes down to it, I'm not Marcus. This is very new to me, and I'm just really proud of the results because being really the first time, I felt like it couldn't have got, possibly gone any better. Yeah, maybe I could have prepared more and all that stuff. I don't care. I just don't feel like it could have possibly gone better. And um, so I felt so accomplished, and it made me kind of feel silly about a lot of stuff. First of all, yeah, I can do it, and yeah, you can do that too. So stop being scared of that stuff. But it also emphasizes to that you should do things that make you uncomfortable, and tackle them head on. This is an irrational fear. We keep ourselves from being successful. I could have easily let this paralyze me. It got very close to paralyzing me many, many times. The fact that I didn't even create a presentation until about a week ahead of time shows what that fear was doing to me. It's almost kind of like Marcus was saying, is an, an ostrich sticks his head in the sand and he'll go away. Problem will go. That's kind of like what was happening to me. Um, actually, and I wrote a blog post, I was like at the two-year mark about doing uncomfortable things. And what's so funny is I didn't learn from that. I mean, I knew it this entire time that this would be a good thing, that I need to take this on, that it'll be a huge accomplishment no matter what happens. But we beat each other, beat ourselves up. And I know I beat myself up. And I was scared. I really was scared. Um, but I think it just kind of goes back to doing things the right way. Um, having, and how important it is to have that support. Like having, all, having those people there 
to to uh, cheer me on and um, tell me that you're gonna be doing great and not to worry about it. Had my family there. I mean, made things a little emotional. Like when when I started it out off and opened it up, I'm like, I almost started <laughs> to lose it right there. I was like, I just need to soak this in, everybody, because uh, just seeing the packed house, standing room only. It was just, it felt so good. It felt so good. So, um, really, enough about that. Um, I mean, I, I hope my story is helpful to you in whatever it is that has been keeping you from doing what you need to do and keeping you from getting to that next level. Because the truth is, public speaking is important for me to make that next leap, to make that next level. And um, I made all the excuses in the world not to do public speaking before. Now I know um, it's something I've got to start doing more of because um, I can feel the impact now um, more than ever. It's just amazing. Um, quick drink here. I got, I got a Guinness just staring at me. Hold on. Cheers. All right. So the presentation itself. We got time here, folks. We got time here. So obviously, I can't give you the entire presentation in this um, podcast today, but I want to re, you know, hit back on a, a couple of main main themes and whatnot. Um, that presentation itself, the entire session was forty five minutes. I think I ended up my presentation being thirty minutes, um, which is kind of funny because when I've been timing myself, I was getting to about forty, but um, I actually ended up going fast. I think, but I felt really good. Felt really good. So like I said, I broke it up into, into three separate sections and some, an un, some underlying themes here. Like I, I want it to be a story, okay? So I want it to be about taking control and about financial freedom and living the lifestyle you desire. And what I've feared, though, is that would be interpreted the wrong way. It's, it's not about getting rich quick. It's not about taking shortcuts or gaming the system. Um, and I think my story is an example. That's one reason why I told it. Like, look, this took me two and a half years to be standing here right now. A year ago, I was in a similar room, but as an attendee only, I couldn't pay my own way. No one knew who I was. So things change fast, but the truth is it doesn't, it's fast is all relative. You know, that was a year, um, but two and a half, but even to get to that year, a year ago was another year and a half of really hard work. So, um, but, oh, you know, in the beginning, you know, a lot of things I talked about was, look, I get it. It's tough to keep up as a result. A lot of brands don't get it and they're taking a lot of shortcuts. And the result is stories like that Facebook fraud video and all kinds of other ones that people continue to send me in. Like, I'm not even reading this crap. I'm just going to tell me how Facebook ads suck, Facebook marketing sucks, organic reach is down, blah, blah, blah. I'm quitting Facebook, doesn't work. It's just, they don't get it. Facebook ads work, all right? But if you take shortcuts, it, they don't. If you take shortcuts, Facebook marketing doesn't work. So um, that was, I was kind of, you know, the bottom line of that first section. Um, and I kind of gave some examples how work, how ads have worked for me. It's like when I launched my first training course, I got that like 45 times ROI when I targeted my fans. 
when I created that um, online offer on Cyber Monday, uh, I got another 10 times ROI just out of a 12-hour or 14-hour campaign. But the, but the way this worked, and what's funny is I know, like in some sessions before that, um, I think I feel like now that reach is going down for a lot of brands, the overwhelming sentiment is that the number of fans doesn't matter anymore. But I think that's so wrong. I really, really do. Um, so I want to emphasize how it worked for me was through a very simple Facebook sales funnel. You can't just go out selling. You can't. You can't just say, oh, you're not a fan. Uh, just go buy my stuff. Go to my blog. Whatever. Um, I use a very simple Facebook sales funnel that starts with first, very important part, building a highly relevant audience. And you do that with a lot of tools I end up talking about, but essentially starting with those closest to you first. So targeting those who are on your email list, targeting those who are um, website visitors with website custom audiences who aren't already fans, getting them to like your page so that you can share in step two, Share regular content with them on a daily basis to gain their trust. Like they already know you a little bit. Don't get me wrong. That's why um, you already had those connections. But you want them to start um, getting getting used to you even more, um, which is why that's step two. And then step three is along the line, if you haven't already, collect their email address. So that would be, you know, like with the webinar or whatever you're doing. And finally, you freaking sell. Like I don't, I didn't even remember uh, in my presentation saying step four, freaking sell. It didn't even say that in my presentation. It just said sell, but like three or four people quoted that on Twitter. So I guess that's what I said. Um, and it works, but it only works when you sell to people who trust you. It's not really rocket science. That's the way it works. Um, so that's why that funnel is so important. And I feel like no matter what you think about reach, just bucketing people who know who you are into fans is important. Um, And that's, look, the results I'm getting speak for themselves in terms of fans and non-fans. Non-fans just don't buy from me. They don't. Fans do at a very high level. All right, so at that point... I got into my own story, and so if you're not familiar with it, um, I'll do my best to to tell it now without losing it. Um, what's funny is I, when I put, I say it's funny, it's not funny, but when I put this together, I knew it would be impossible to get through this section of my presentation um, without losing it and breaking down. And when I practiced it even for myself, I lost it and broke down. I'm like, I can't do it. So I actually built in slides that asked the audience to read. I'm going to try to get through this without having to do that now. But um, that's one, and you'll see here in a moment why, but it's one reason why I was a little worried about having my kids there because I felt like that would be make it even more likely I was going to break down. But anyway, so my story starts with, because again, the theme of taking control. My theme, my story starts with how I lost control. You know, I felt like um, my world was crumbling. And that started when my oldest son, Michael, was diagnosed with neuroblastoma 
which is a rare form of childhood cancer. And uh, so he had a golf ball-sized tumor lodged between his aorta, aorta and spine. That, as you can imagine, changed everything for me, for our family, for Michael, obviously. And it also changed my perspective on life, what's important. And the, the main thing that was important to me, and I'm just glad I got through this part, first of all, thank you. The main thing I realized that was important is I need to spend more time with my kids. I, I, I wanted to see them when they went to school every day. I wanted to see them when they got home. I wanted to be able to coach their baseball teams. I wanted to see them when they were doing anything, um, anything, you know, school events, whatever. And I didn't want to miss out. And I felt like if I was battling traffic every day, I was wasting valuable seconds, minutes, hours, days, even months, maybe more than that, that could be spent with my kids. And um, I I realized very early on that um, I needed that flexibility. Whatever it meant, I didn't know how that would be done. Uh, At one point, I I was working from home for for, uh, a couple companies, but that didn't end up working out. And the reason that didn't work out was on August 18th, 2011, I was laid off. And that could be... Yeah, it could be. It definitely is the single biggest moment of my professional career. Um, strangely, it's when I gained control, where I could start making my own decisions. Now, granted, when you have that much control, where it's like you can do whatever you want, uh, it's a little scary. And that first year, in particular, was extremely scary. Um, but it allowed me to do whatever I always wanted to do. And I didn't really know what that meant in the beginning. But I immediately started my website and I immediately created a horrible website with a free theme and created my own horrible logo and just started writing because I had nothing better to do. And then within a couple of months, I started my fa- my Facebook page. Um, again, looked looked terrible, but I had nothing better to do. No, I was just talking to myself. I wrote 36 posts in the first month and 26 of them or 28 of them ever received a comment, like, or share. But the point was that I was doing something and working towards something and knew that there was no quick fix and it wasn't going to happen overnight. Now, along the way, I use some, I've used some important tools that helped me get from that point of being laid off to two and a half years later speaking a social media marketing world for a packed house. And those were, and I'm not going to go through them a lot here, but custom audiences. So targeting people on my email list, website custom audiences. So targeting those who visit my website or specific pages, conversion tracking. So being able to measure whether something truly was successful based on whether it led to conversions and the Facebook ad reports, which are amazing, and I feel like no one uses them. So, and I've talked a lot about how I used each of those uh, before, 
but really central to, to much of my success. So two and a half years later, this is where I'm at. Um, Results-wise, I had my wife put together, uh, like I had her uh, print out, she's basically my accountant, reports, financial reports for each month dating back to, I guess it was August of 2011. And what's funny is there were a few in there, she's like, there is no report for that month because there was no income. (laughs) And if I'm not mistaken, there were four months in there where there was no income at all in that first year, and really the very beginning. But even then, that first year, even when the income was coming in, it was sporadic, it was up and down, I was taking whatever I could get. Um, but I put together this graph that showed, and really was very unscientific, but it mashed together my traffic, my revenue, and my likes, page likes. And there's a very clear correlation between the three um, that particularly in August of last year, the spike that happened, um, and all three of those things. Um, and it, uh, to me, it's uh, pretty clear why it's important to build that highly relevant audience, target those who are already connected to you, and um, they will buy from you. And the results speak for themselves. I now pay for someone to edit this podcast. Thank you, Dan. And I'll pay for someone to edit my videos. To I pay for someone to design my stuff on my site. Thank you so much, Leah. Oh, my goodness. Um, th- I'm so glad I don't do that anymore. I pay for some for April. Thank you, April, for doing a lot of my automation and um, responding to people, which I don't think she or I knew what she was getting into when she signed on a couple months ago because, holy cow, that's just blown up. Um, and I've, I've, I've I'm now paying someone to help with my hosting. And uh, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. But on and on. Uh, these are things I could never imagine doing a couple years ago. But it's because of the results that's happening. But that's just step one. The main measure of success for me, again, is living the lifestyle you want to live. It's not working 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, never taking vacation, still not seeing my kids do anything, still not coaching their teams and all that stuff, and making a bunch of money. That's not success. So I wrapped it up with, these are pictures of me coaching and being a part of uh, my youngest son, JJ's teams, baseball teams, and then for uh, for coaching my middle son, Ryan's teams. There's a mishmash of all these pictures. And then, of course, of Michael as well and coaching his teams. And, um, and then, of course, the bottom line being that um, not only am I able to do those things because of what I do, but, um, and Michael was a big, um, motivation. He was the point of focus for me, why I want to do this in the first place. And he's today, 10 years cancer free. So I felt like that was a really good way to wrap it all up. Um, and I hope you enjoyed this. If you were there, I I hope you, you, um, enjoyed the presentation and got a chance to, to say hi. Um, so that's about it. I think, I think we're good. I think we got through this one and I didn't cry. So I just asked our bartender for the tab and I'll take care of you. So thanks again. 
this was a you know a little bit more like I don't want to say self-serving but uh, you know I don't like talking about myself a lot but I do think my story is important when um, things like this happen where I, uh, I realize things and learn things that I'm wasting valuable time um, worrying and I know there are other people out there who are like that who are like me and I just want you to know that you're not alone and you should fight through it and that you're going to be okay and be better and stronger for it. All right? Good. We're good. So here's to a great rest of our year. We're going to dominate this year and do awesome things, of course. Right? So thanks for being on today um, and enjoying a beer with me. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out. Thank you.